Hello, church family. Thank you for joining us for another message from Res Life Holland. We hope this sermon encourages you in your walk with Jesus and empowers you to live the life God has for you. Now sit back and enjoy today's message. Uh, today I'm going to hit a topic that I definitely won't finish. Hoy voy a entrar a un tema que definitivamente no voy a terminar con ello. Because there's so much that can be said. Porque hay tanto que se podría decir acerca de ese tema. What is the point of church? ¿Cuál es el punto, la meta de la iglesia? Let's start in Hebrews 10:23. Vamos a comenzar en Hebreos 10:23. It says, "Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess." Mantengamos firme la esperanza que profesemos. One of the reasons for church, una de las metas, razones por cual existe la iglesia, is so that we hold unswervingly to the hope we have in Jesus. Es que nos mantenemos firmes a la esperanza que tenemos en Cristo. How many of you want to hold firm to the hope? ¿Cuántos quieren mantenerse firme a la esperanza? Then it says, and let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Dice, preocupémonos los unos por los otros a fin de estimularnos al amor y las buenas obras. That's another reason for the church. Eso es otra iglesia o razón por la iglesia. That we would stir each other up que nos motivamos. How many of you have ever gotten stirred up? ¿Cuántos algunas veces se han motivado? Have you noticed sometimes you're stirred up for something good? Sometimes you're stirred up for something not so good. A veces te motivas para algo bueno y a veces te motivas para algo no tan bueno. Dice aquí que es uno de nuestras metas es eso. This says here, one of our goals is this, that we stir each other up to good works. Que nos motivamos unos a los otros. Look around yourself for a minute. See all those people in here? Busca, rodea, mira toda la gente está ahí. You are to inspire them to good works. Te toca inspirarles a ellos a las buenas obras. In order to do that, y para poder hacer eso, you're going to have to talk. Tendrán que hablar. Verse 25. Not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another all the more as you see the day approaching. No dejemos de congregarnos como acostumbren hacer algunos, sino animémonos unos a otros con mayor razón ahora que vemos que aquel día se acerca. Every pastor knows that verse. Cada pastor conozca esa palabra, ese versículo. Do not forsake the gathering together of the saints. No dejan de congregarse. But you know, it's not just getting together for the sake of getting together. Pero no es solo juntarse para poder decir estuvimos juntos. 
My wife works as a researcher for a major ministry. Mi esposa trabaja pa, como eh, en, ¿cómo se dice en español? ¿Mande? Investigación para una compañía bien grande, un ministerio bien grande. Y ella tuvo el privilegio de visitar a un seminario. And she had the privilege of going to a seminar by a man by the name of Dr. Koenig. Se fue a un seminario por Dr. Koenig. Este señor es conocido mundialmente por haber descubierto algo. This man is, is known worldwide for researching the particular topic of the effect of church on those who attend. Él ha estudiado el efecto de la iglesia sobre la gente que asisten. Y vez tras vez tras vez, vez tras estudio, study after study after study, has demonstrated that going to church has a positive effect on your physical, emotional, spiritual, and mental health. Gente que, existen, que atenden a la iglesia, vez tras vez, estudio tras estudio, siempre muestra que tiene un efecto positivo sobre su salud físico, emocional, espiritual, y mental. But he had an interesting opportunity during COVID. Pero tuvo una oportunidad particular durante COVID. Because so many people who always attended church quit attending. But they kept listening. Right? How many of you, when we had to close the doors because the government said so, listened online? ¿Cuántos de ustedes cuando estuvo el COVID y el gobierno nos dijo hay que cerrar las puertas y por unas semanas no nos reunimos? ¿Cuántos de ustedes escucharon en línea? How many of you guys were online? Not necessarily here, but wherever it was that you were. Did you keep going? This was amazing opportunity for researchers because when would they ever get such an opportunity to see what happens when a group of people attend virtually. So, entonces, lo estudiaron. They studied it. They said, let's look at the people who attend in person and see if those benefits continue with those people who attend virtually. Entonces, buscaron para ver si los beneficios que se veía para las personas que estaban en persona, si se extendieron también a aquellos que fielmente estaban atendiendo virtualmente. Now, I want to say to those of you who are watching virtually, ahora quiero decir para aquellos que están viendo virtualmente, we appreciate you, we hope you are blessed. The question is, are you as blessed La pregunta es, queremos que seas bendecido, pero la pregunta es, ¿serás igual de bendecido? I can't get into all the details. Yo no puedo meterme en todos los detalles. My wife could do a better job of explaining all the things that they controlled for to make sure that this wasn't a misrepresentation of just people who, who, who have social support. They control for all of these things to, to, to determine that it's right. But this is what they found. Pero eso es lo que después de, de hacer los estudios bien correctamente se enteraron. The benefits, the health benefits that have been demonstrated to be exclusively experienced, correlated 
Again, researchers will tell you a correlation isn't proof of a causation, it's just a likelihood. They said those benefits, estos beneficios, no se vieron con el puro atendencia virtual. Were not transferred by just virtual attendance. What does that mean? ¿Qué significa eso? What did God know that we didn't when he said, don't forsake the gathering together? ¿Qué es lo que Dios supo cuando él dijo, no dejas de congregarte? The health benefits, the mental health benefits, the emotional health benefits, all of those things have been demonstrated to exist. Esos cosas, esos beneficios emocionales, físicos, son demostrados, ya existen. Pero va más allá que solamente entrar alguna enseñanza. But it goes beyond just having a teaching in your head. The Bible says in Acts 2, 42, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship and to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Dice, se mantienen firmes en la enseñanza de los apóstoles, en la comunión, en el partimiento de la pan y la oración. When we think of church, most of us think, yep, there's teaching at church, there's prayer at church, But do we remember the fellowship at church? Cuando pensamos en la iglesia, la mayoría de nosotros pensamos en la enseñanza. También pensamos en la oración, obviamente. Pero ¿cuántos pensamos del convivio? How many of you were at a church last week? ¿Cuántos de ustedes estuvieron en alguna iglesia la semana pasada? Keep your hand up if you remember what they preached on. Mantén tu mano arriba si te recuerdas cuál era el tema. Last week. The week before. The week before that. I preached it. I don't remember what I did without double checking. Sí, sí, hace dos semanas, hace tres semanas, yo mismo soy el predicador y yo tendría que revisar para ver qué era lo que yo dije hace tres o cuatro semanas. Pero, but, you remember being there. How many of you guys, raise your hand, how many of you remember your proposal? Either you were proposed to or you gave a proposal. All right. How many of you, how many of you were proposed to? ¿Cuántos recibieron un propuesta de matrimonio en alguna ocasión? Levanta la mano. How many of you remember exactly what was said? ¿Cuántos se recuerdan todo lo que dijeron? Muy pocos. It, it has always surprised me how many times I have talked to people the, the, the day after. Yo he hablado con gente el día después de, de, de recibir un propuesto de matrimonio y me dicen oh es que estuvo genial it, it was just so great and we were there and we were in this place y estábamos en ese lugar y estaba el sol así and, and, and the beach and the wind and the, everything was woo. and then I said yes <laughs> y dije sí and I said well what did he say ah, I don't remember <laughs> y dicen no se recuerdan They remember that experience. 
They remember being together. I know. Se recuerdan la experiencia. Se recuerdan estar juntos. I, I labored over what I would say. I remember laboring over it. I thought that the exact wording was the most important part. Yo pensé que las palabras eran lo, lo más importante. No, it wasn't. It was an ex shared experience. The idea, the request, the fact that I asked is remembered, but the words I used aren't. First John, primero de Juan, uno, tres. We proclaim to you what we have seen and heard so that you may also have fellowship with us. And our fellowship is with the Father and with the Son, Jesus Christ. Les anunciamos lo que hemos visto y oído para que también ustedes tengan comunión con nosotros y nuestra comunión es con la, el Padre y con su Hijo, Jesucristo. He says here, he says, we proclaim to you what we've seen and heard. We tell you the gospel. These are the, the disciples. When they say what we saw and heard, they're talking about what they saw Jesus do. Los discípulos dicen, te proclamamos lo que hemos visto. Estaban hablando de lo que habían visto que Jesús hizo. So that, para que, when you see a so that, you need to find out why it's there. Cuando ves por qué, hay que ver por qué está el por qué. O el para que, dice, so that you may have fellowship with us. Para que tengas convivio con nosotros o comunión. And our fellowship is with the Father. Y nuestro comunión es con el Padre. We are called to be in fellowship with others and to be in fellowship with God so that we're sharing God with others. Somos llamados para estar en convivio con otros y estar en convivio con Dios para que de esa manera llegan a conocer a Dios. El convivio contigo es convivio con Dios. The communion with you in a sense and in a way is communion with God. 1 John 1, 3 through 4 says, We proclaim to you what we have seen and heard so that you may have fellowship with us and our fellowship is with the Father, the Son, Jesus Christ. Verse 5. This is the message we have heard from him and declare to you. God is light. In him, there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk in darkness, we lie and do not live out the truth. Este es el mensaje que hemos oído de él y que les anunciamos. Dios es luz y en él no hay ninguna oscuridad. Si afirmamos que tenemos comunión con Él, pero vivamos en la oscuridad, mentimos y no ponemos en la práctica la verdad. I don't know about you, but being called a liar, like, hits me hard. No sé de ti, pero cuando alguien te dice mentiroso, como que te agarra la atención. God 
says, if we claim to have fellowship with him, but we walk in darkness, we lie. But, verse 7, if we walk in the light as he in the light, we have fellowship with one another. One of the evidences of walking in the light is having fellowship with one another. Dice el versículo 7, pero si vivamos en la luz, así como él está en la luz, tenemos comunión unos con otros. One of the evidences of walking in the light is having communion with others. Y la sangre de su hijo Jesús Cristo nos limpia de todo pecado. And the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. To me, I, I found it interesting that fellowship with others was in the same verse as being forgiven of sin. Para mí se, se me hizo curioso que el convivio con otros estaba en el mismo versículo que el perdón del pecado. I know in my mind, I had those things kind of on different levels. En mi mente, esos estaban en diferentes niveles. But God says, it's all closely related. Pero Dios dice, está todo relacionado cercamente. Matthew chapter 5, verse 46 and 47 says, If you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Are not even the tax collectors doing that? Dice el versículo 46. Si ustedes aman solamente a quienes los aman, ¿qué recompensa reciben? ¿Acaso no hacen eso los recaudadores, recaudadores de impuestos? And if you greet only your own people, what are you doing more than others? Do not even pagans do that? Y si saludan a los hermanos solamente, ¿qué más de hacen ustedes? ¿Acaso no hacen hasta eso los gentiles? Here's the thing. The church should be a place where there are uncommon connections made. Amen. La iglesia es un lugar donde los conexiones fuera de común se debe de, de, de ver. The Bible says even the world like connect with those they have everything in common with. Today, it's easier than ever to find someone with, in common with what you have. En el mundo, es muy, busca, encontrar gente con cual tienes todo en común, facilísimo. De hecho, más fácil que nunca. You go on the internet, you can be like people who like small polka dotted dogs that are fluffy, but not curly. <laughs> Tú puedes ir en el internet y buscar Grupo de personas que le gustan los perros pequeños de, de multicolores con pelo liso no chino. And you're going to find so many people. You can find people who have everything in common with you. And if you don't, you can stay home. You got everything in common with yourself. Puedes encontrar la gente que tiene muchísimo en común contigo. Y, y si no, puedes quedarte en la casa porque tienes mucho en común contigo. Mismo. But that's not what we're called to do. The Bible says that's the world. Look around. Busca alrededor. Do you see people who are, are like you? ¿Ves gente que son parecidos a ti? Do you see people who are different than you? ¿Ves gente que son diferente que ti? 
It is my prayer. Es mi oración. Que siempre en esta iglesia, that always in this church, we have a variety of people. Que tengamos una variedad de gente. The ability to listen as someone talks about things you don't share an interest in is actually an important part of adulting. La capacidad de poder escuchar a otros hablar sobre cosas que no te interesen. De hecho, ese, ese talento es algo importante para cada adulto. Think about it. 150 years ago, the people in your community were the people in your community, and if they liked horses, you had to listen to them talk about horses. Hace 150 años, si la gente en tu comunidad le gustaba algo como caballos, tú tenías que, tenías que escuchar. No tenías opción de buscar otro grupo. You had to learn to love people who had different interests than you. Tenías que aprender a amar gente que tenían intereses diferentes a los tuyos. People that were different. God says, this is it. When, when the world sees, cuando el mundo nos ve, que nosotros amamos aún los que son diferentes a nosotros, when the world sees we love people, even those that are different than us, that's when they're impressed. Eso es cuando se impresionan. And that's when they realize there's something about our love that's different than standard issue. Eso es cuando se dan cuenta que tenemos algo en nuestro amor que es distinto a lo normal. 1 John 4, 7-21 says, Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Queridos hermanos, amémonos los unos a los otros, porque el amor viene de Dios, y todo el que ama ha nacido de él y lo conoce. Verse 8. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. El que no ama no conoce a Dios, porque Dios es amor. Now remember, loving those who have everything in common with you isn't what they're talking about. Recuerda, amar a aquellos que tienen todo en común contigo no es de lo que está hablando. Some of us look at that and like, well, you know, I do love my twin. Algunos de nosotros lo vemos y bueno, sí amo a, a mi gemelo. Aquella persona, hay dos, tres personas por ahí que son casi perfectos y los amo. We, we think there's a couple of people out there who are just, just right and I, I love them. No, God says, can you love someone who's different than you? Can you? Because that is love. Verse 9, this is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. Así manifestó Dios su amor entre nosotros en que envió su Hijo unigénito al mundo para que vivamos por medio de Él. That's big. How do I love somebody who has very little in common with me? Eso es importante. ¿Cómo amo a alguien que tiene algo mucho diferente que yo? 
I do so through Christ. We live in Christ. Lo hagamos a través de Cristo. Verse 10. This is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Verse 10. This translating for yourself is more challenging than it sounds. Esto, en esto consiste el amor, no en que nosotros hayamos amado a Dios, sino en que él nos amó y envió a su hijo para que fuera ofrecido como sacrificio por el perdón de nuestros pecados. Then verse 11 says, Dear friends, since God so loved us, we ought to love one another. Queridos hermanos, ya que Dios nos amó así, también nosotros debemos amarnos a los otros, unos a los otros. It says, since, as a result of, entonces, tal que Dios. It is a reaction. I love other people not because they deserved it, but because I was loved when I didn't deserve it. We, we don't love people because they deserve it. No amamos a la gente porque lo merecen. Let me let you, let you in on a secret. If you only love people who deserve it, you ain't going to love nobody. Si amas solamente a aquellos que lo merecen, no vas a amar a nadie. I don't want to see a raising of hands, but how many of us have, have attempted to love someone expecting them to be better than they turned out to be and then it's like, oh, you let me down. God says, we don't love because they deserved it. We love because we have been loved. Verse 12. No one has, hold on. Yep. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. Nadie ha visto jamás a Dios, pero si nosotros nos amamos los unos a otros, Dios permanece entre nosotros y entre nosotros su amor sea manifiesto plenamente. This is God's goal. He says, I want to show people my unconditional love through you. So that means we love people not just who are quaintly different than us. Oh, he's shorter, he's taller, he's, you know, go. Amamos no solamente aquellos que son de buenas razones diferentes que nosotros. This means they're different than us even in annoying ways. Que son diferentes que nosotros aún en maneras irritables, irritantes. Verse 13. This is how I like it when the Bible says this. This is how we know that we live in him and he in us. He has given us of his spirit. And we have seen and testified that the Father has sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. Versículo 13. ¿Cómo sabemos que permanecemos en él? Y en él permanece nosotros porque nos ha dado su espíritu. He has given us his spirit. We are using his borrowed 
God's spirit to love these people. Estamos usando el espíritu prestado de Dios para amar a la gente. It's not in our own power. Verse 15. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the son of God, God lives in them and they in God. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lo lives in love lives in God and God in them. Versículo 15. Si alguien reconoce que Jesús es el Hijo de Dios y permanece en él y él en Dios y nosotros hemos llegado a saber y creer que Dios nos ama. Wow. I'm called to, to love not because of me, but because of him. God is love. Verse 17. This is how love is made complete among us so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. In this world, we are like Jesus. Say that with me. Say, we are like Jesus. There is no fear in love. But perfect love drives out fear. Dice el versículo 16. Dice, y nosotros hemos llegado a saber y creer que Dios nos ama. Dios es el amor. Y Él permanece en amor. Permanece en Dios. Y Dios en Él. Ese amor se manifiesta plenamente entre nosotros para que el día de juicio comparezcamos con toda confianza porque en este mundo hemos vivido como vivió Jesús en el amor no hay temor sino el amor perfecto echa fuera el temor el teme el que teme espera el castigo así que no ha sido perfeccionado en amor verse 18 there is no fear in love But perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears has not been made perfect in love. When people consider coming to church, one of the things that they fear is rejection. La gente que viene a la iglesia temen el rechazo. But God says, That fear, the fear of punishment, that doesn't come when you're loving right. El, el temor del castigo no viene cuando estás amando correctamente. Verse 19, we love because he first loved us. Versículo 19, nosotros amamos porque él nos amó primero. Whoever claims to love God yet hates a brother or sister is a liar. For whoever does not love their brother and sister whom they have not seen, ha have seen, cannot love God whom they have not seen. And he has given us this command. Anyone who loves God must also love their brother and sister. Nosotros amamos porque él nos amó primero. Si alguien afirma, yo amo a Dios, pero odia a su hermano, es mentiroso. Pues el que ama a su hermano, a quien ha visto, no ama a su hermano que ha visto, no puede amar a Dios que no ha visto. Y él nos ha dado este mandamiento. El que ama a Dios, ama también a su hermano. Here he goes again, calling some people 
liars. Otra vez, él está diciendo de algunos que son mentirosos. I don't know about you, but that like gets me. I don't want to be called a liar. But he says, he, he, through his love, when you have, when you have watched his love and received his love and understood his love, si tú has observado y recibido y experimentado el amor de Dios, that will strengthen and enable you. Eso te va a esforzar y capacitar to love imperfect people. Gente imperfecto. That's, that's what it says. If we're looking at people and we're like, yeah, you got too many problems, too many flaws, I'm, I'm not willing. Then God says, you haven't understood how you've been loved. 